0: Welcome, welcome all to another episode of your favorite podcast, Targo. How the hell are you, my friend? Doing good, doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Yeah, cracking out their first playoff game ever tonight. I know no one watching this really cares, but you know I do. So that's all I care. About. <laughs> there you go, there you go. So we got a big episode today. So let's get into
1: the brews. What you drinking, bud? I'm drinking Lost Coast Brewery Tangerine Wheat Ale. Ooh. Never had it before, so we'll give it a try.
0: All right. Sounds interesting.
1: Yeah, Doesn't like it, it, it.
0: Huh? No. Yeah. A little, a little sour face there. No,
1: it's not sour. I don't even know how to describe it, man. It doesn't taste like tangerine at all, first off. That's weird. Oh, maybe it does a little at the beginning, but... It's a
0: very light taste. You would think it that wouldn't work great in a beer. Maybe a shandy, but
1: we'll see. It might grow on me. I'll admit that second that second gulp was a little a little better. So maybe it's one of those that'll grow.
0: I hope so. For your sake. Otherwise, you're gonna be drinking something else in the next ten minutes.
1: Oh uh, Yeah, I don't know.
0: I got a little faithful today. <laughs> Humble abodes, peanut butter porter, heaven
1: in a glass. Man, with how much Humble Abode you drink, they should be paying us for for this advertisement.
0: Well, that's the goal, (laughs) isn't it? Anyways, those are our brews. Let's get some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Today, we are covering a lot. Champions League, second league previews, a review of the games that happened April 13th to 17th.
1: Europa League.
0: (laughs) Europa League and our favorite strikers in world football. Now, these are favorites. Not who we think are the best, is who we like to watch. So it's 100% biased. <laughs> with that. Let's get into it. Make sure to check out our Facebook, our Facebook group, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube channel to see uh, Targo's face when he drinks these beers. Because uh, that one was, uh, yeah, not great.
1: Uh, an make sure you one? go to
0: Redbubble. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of obvious you didn't like it, I'll be honest with you. Yeah. That. And make sure to check out our Red Bubble, or you can get awesome stickers. Like this one. It's pretty awesome. Anyways, pretty sweet. let's get into Europa League quarterfinal first legs, April 13th. Feyenoord <laughs> against A.S. Roma. Feyenoord win this one 1-0. I'll be honest, this game was very back and forth, but not many good chances. I got one right, finally.
1: You I'm did, you did. You picked
0: um, yeah, but again,
1: like we said, that's what happens in Rome. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see when they go back to Rome. Feyenoord got the 1-0 win, but Roma were definitely in this game. I mean, they had a penalty, came off the post, so Lorenzo Pellegrini missed that one. But uh, the goal for Feyenoord, man, golazo. Yeah. It was a beauty.
0: Yeah. Matt's, uh was it Viper. Smashed the ball into the ground off a wonderful cross. And it looped over the goalie into the
1: net. Probably, what, 18, 20 yards out? Something like that. It was outside the 18-yard box. So it was, you know, good distance.
0: Yeah, 53rd minute. Um, Roma thought they had the equalizer. Leonardo Spinazzola hit the crossbar off a header. He might have been two to three yards away. I don't know how he didn't put that in.
1: Yeah, definitely should (laughs) have.
0: Uh yeah, it hit the cross bar crossbar and then was cleared off the line as well. So, two chances, one go. Other than that, not really any clear-cut chances. Uh I would say Roma probably should have won the game or at least got a draw. Or at least got a draw. Uh but they'll need two goals in Rome, which can prove difficult. They're the at home, they are the lowest scorers in the top 7 in the Serie A.
1: So, so, yeah, I mean, they won this past weekend, hint, hint, spoilers, <laughs> by three goals. So they can do it. They can, but will they? We'll see come Thursday. I have, Next them, up, I have them doing it, so.
0: <laughs> I don't. Yeah, you so don't. We'll see who's right. Next up, Bayer Leverkusen against Union Sanjua's. Fun fact, I never actually picked a result for this one. Well, you I know you're going with Union Saint-Gilloise to go through. I, I am uh but I didn't pick a result for this game. You picked Bayer Leverkusen to win. This one ended in a 1-1 draw.
1: Yeah, this was I feel like Bayern should have won this game. They definitely had a lot more chances. They just couldn't put them away. Like I specifically remember Musa Diaby, Florian Verts. Uh, Jeremy Frimpong and copy They all had chances, man. And just couldn't score.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're uh, finishing. Looked more like Chelsea than it did by Leverkusen in this game.
1: <laughs> good one. Good, uh, good poke there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I have to. Uh, USG hit the post in the 29th minute off a of corner. Maybe handball. Yeah.
1: Could have been. Yeah.
0: But Victor Boniface put the ball away in the 51st minute, beautiful finish curling it past the goalie. It's his seventh in European competitions. Do you think he really stays with them next season? Oh
1: no man, he looks really good in that game if I'm being yeah. honest with you. I suspect he's easily their best player him.
0: and he terrorizes defenders.
1: Yeah, he's just I mean, he's in great form so he's confident in goal. That goalie scored. I mean, he if I remember correctly, took a player on, beat him and then just yeah, put it in the back of the net. Pretty sure it was a curler.
0: It was. And it was a beautiful one.
1: Florian Verts with the equalizer, 82nd minute.
0: He played as a false nine in this game, which I thought was very interesting.
1: Yeah, he had a good strike on goal, man. He's a quality player, that's for sure. Like I said, he probably could have had a couple in that game. Yeah.
0: Is he one of those that's
1: going to leave his club come this summer? Uh, I, I would like to see him there for one more year. Or at least stay in the Bundesliga. But we'll see.
0: Yeah, I mean he's still only nineteen, so hope I hope he develops a little yeah, bit more that's what before I mean. going like, maybe to a big team.
1: Twenty-one, twenty-two, maybe see him go to a, a big team, you know, supposed yeah. big team, maybe in the Premier League, Spain, something like that. I hope
0: so, and I certainly hope he doesn't go to Bayern Munich.
1: <laughs> uh, coming that's into the this Bundesliga, game. man, Bayern Munich, yeah. feeder.
0: <laughs> Everybody is at this point. It, it's getting ridiculous. USG had won seven straight Europa League games on the road and 19 on the road straight in all competitions. So Bayer Leverkusen did a solid getting a draw. Next up, Juventus against Sporting Lisbon. You got this one right, man. I did. Juventus scraping out a 1-0 win. I'll be honest with you. I almost fell asleep watching this game. Really? Yeah.
1: I will say the beginning of the game was was really good. I feel like sporting were the better team in those first 10 minutes. They were just lining up against Juve.
0: It was the beginning and the end were very entertaining, but the middle, like everything in the middle, was very in the midfield, not really creating chances either way. But Juve got the goal off an odd sequence of events as the goalie made a rash decision to try to go for the ball. Outside the six-yard box on the back post. Ball bounced off of Vlahovic's head. Back towards the goal, and Federico Gatti put the ball in after it pinballed off a couple of defenders.
1: Came right to him. Yeah, it was one of those. Goalie came out for it, misjudged it, got caught. I I don't think Vlahovic knew much about it when it came off his head.
0: No, it came off the back of his
1: head. But, Yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, it makes there to put it away. Makes for a very interesting tie come the second leg on Thursday. That is for sure, especially since it is in Lisbon.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, you know, kind of something else that happened during this game is Wojciech Sch- Chesney man had to come off without palpitations. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was a scary moment for him, and I hope. Well, from what I've seen, he's doing well. He says it's not a big deal, but heart palpitations are always a big deal.
1: Especially yeah, I, football. He was on their game on the weekend um, on the bench. I don't know if he was on the bench, but he was in the stands at least watching.
0: Which is good. I hope he makes a fast recovery. Especially you know, former Arsenal players. You always want to see them do well. Unless it's against Arsenal. Next up, we had a very entertaining uh, Manchester United against Sevilla. Yeah, so no falling two asleep two. to this one, man. No. <laughs> Blinken, you would have missed it. United went up. fast. I mean, Jaden Sancho thought he had a goal after 30 seconds. It was offsides. Marcel Sabitzer had two in seven minutes in the 14th and 21st. I think it's two great finishes.
1: We're two nice finishes. Martiel had a beautiful through ball for him on that second goal. And honestly, United, they're playing lovely football going forward. They keep the field very wide. Those wingers, you know, Sancho and... I think it was Anthony in this game. They Man, they say right along the line, opening up spaces in that midfield. It's I'm liking the way Ten Hag has United playing.
0: Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, their defensive injuries might come back to bite them in the second leg. Lissandro Martinez and Rafael Varane are out for this one. So, you know, anytime Harry Maguire starts, you never know what's yeah, going to
1: happen. Luke Shaw is also injured. Of course, we know Marcus Rashford's injured. So those are
0: starting to rack key up key players.
1: There. Yeah. Um, Anthony hit
0: the post on the counter in the 61st minute. And then it all started to fall apart after Lissandro Martinez came off and Harry Maguire came on. Malasia own goal in the 84th minute gave Sevilla some hope off of uh, Jesus Navas cross. Did I thought it was a was De Gea home goal at
1: first, man, not Malaysia. Yeah. Because it looks like it, I mean, I don't know. It hits David De Gea and then goes in as well. So. Yeah. I guess because it goes from Malaysia to the goal. I guess
0: so. I, I don't know how that was ruled. Um, it was an odd, odd double deflection there. I don't think De Gea knew much about it.
1: No, no, he didn't.
0: And then Sevilla completed an amazing late comeback against the run of play in extra time off another own goal by no one else, by Harry Maguire. Ball was headed towards
1: a goal and deflected in by Maguire. This was a weird one, man. I'm pretty sure, like... Like Someone was trying to hit it across, like across to another player, but it mm. hits McGuire on the head and then completely redirects it towards the goal. Like the ball originally yeah, was, it not, was even, not going
0: towards goal at all. No,
1: it was. I laughed like when I saw that. a square ball as
0: a header, and he's like, ooh,
1: ball. Next. I mean, he didn't know much about it. The poor guy, I mean, honestly, it was a lot of bad luck on his part. But yeah, yeah I laughed. That got was, a,
0: I got a chuckle out of it, too.
1: That was funny. Just like, oh, man, poor guy can't catch a break. He
0: really can't. He's he's not as what it
1: is to make fun of him. I I can't blame him too much on that one. <laughs> no, I
0: can't either. Um, and then yeah, the injury to Lisandro Martinez, man, that's worrying for Manchester United. Looked like a knee injury.
1: I think it was a uh, broke a bone in his foot. Yeah, was it? Yeah. Okay.
0: Still not good. It's going to be out for at least the rest of the season. Hopefully, he's back sooner rather than later. <laughs> Okay, before we get into the English Premier League, I just wanted to hear your thoughts real quick on uh, the news coming out Thursday evening. That would be April 13th. uh, That the EPL is going to ban betting sponsorships. It was 20-0. to All teams voted to ban betting sponsors who currently occupy 40% of the sponsors in the Premier
1: League. Honestly, I didn't even know this was going to happen.
0: It was the only thing on the docket, apparently, for the... uh, Clubs meeting our Premier League meeting on the 13th. So I know there was rumors, but I didn't think it was going to happen this soon, especially with games still left to play in the season.
1: Well, I'm guessing they'll probably wait till the end of the season before. this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious what it does for some of these clubs and, uh, you know, the money obviously coming in. Well, yeah. I mean, if you look at the teams that
0: are sponsored by... You know, these betting teams, they're all towards the lower half of the table. I mean, you got Bournemouth, Fulham, Everton, Leeds, Newcastle, West Ham, Southampton, and then Brentford, who's a little bit above that. But for the most part, they're, you know, the, the lower in the league teams needing for, that money.
1: Yeah. Well, except for Newcastle and their, <laughs> no,
0: <I guess> Newcastle <laughs> their owner group. Team, yeah. Yeah. They don't need the money anyway. So. They don't, I don't think they really give, a
1: but you know, you never day. know, might give a chance for a bigger sponsor. I know some of those teams yeah. are now kind of American owned with Fulham, I think, and Bournemouth, so could give Should a be chance. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, for some other sponsors. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, to the English Premier League on April 15th, we had Aston Villa against Newcastle. This was a big game especially for Aston Villa searching for European football next season. I didn't think I would say that at all this season, but Unai Emery again, great job, Aston Villa won three nil. Wow. Did, I mean, I predict them to win, but not three nil.
1: Yeah, this was one of those. I, Aston Villa were definitely good, but Newcastle, I think also had a bad day. Like they just <laughs> didn't quite, quite up to the races weren't quite as sharp. And so I also think that played a factor. But, you know, credit to Newcastle, or Aston Villa, man. They they put their chances away. I mean... That they did. Ollie Watkins hit the post inside 30 seconds, and then, you know, Jalen Ramsey put Villa ahead after Ollie Watkins headed it down for him. That was the uh, 11th minute. I mean, and it was, it was all Villa in that game. Yeah.
0: Ollie Watkins continuing his fine form. He got two in this one. <laughs> Between him and John McGinn, I feel like those two with their resurgence, it's made Villa quite a a more dynamic
1: team. Honestly, and that's credit to Unai Emery. Because, I mean, you remember watching these players back when Steven Gerrard was a coach. They they weren't doing nothing. And I think under Mm -mm. Unai Emery, they've definitely had a resurgence in their career.
0: 100%. And these aren't no spring chickens either. Yeah, yeah,
1: especially, you know, the Ollie Watkins and John McGinn. Yeah,
0: Emmy Buendia as well. He's playing fantastic now,
1: and honestly, a shout out to the player that Unai Emery brought in when he first arrived was uh, Moreno. I thought yeah. he tore it up on that left side, man. Yeah, he looks fantastic. He slots right into that team. He didn't need
0: no, it, you know, no, I mean, no time like to get
1: the, settled. Yeah,
0: didn't he have an assist in his first game too?
1: Yeah, he's Something just like the the way he creates space. You know, he's he's one of those fullbacks that can get around a player. You know, very much a willing runner. And I think Unai Emery kind of saw him when he was in Spain and picked him right up.
0: Yeah, finally got the money to be able to.
1: Next up, Chelsea and Brighton.
0: This one was actually a lot closer than I thought it would be. We both picked Brighton and Brighton won two to
1: one. Honestly, it was close on paper, but Brighton completely outplayed Chelsea in that game. They
0: did. Um I mean, Chelsea did have a lot of chances in this one. They just couldn't put anything
1: away. I mean, even their one goal, was, I would say, it was a lucky gold deflected shot. Mm-hmm. But I think Brighton, Brighton could have had more than two.
0: The, definitely, 100%. But Brighton got put ahead, or uh, Connor Gallagher put Chelsea ahead off of deflection, as you said. And then that guy Welbs, Danny Welbeck, Equalized in the 42nd minute heading in across after coming in for a injured Evan Ferguson. Is that a worrying sign for Brighton fans?
1: No, I don't think so. Okay. Not when you got silly March, Alexis McAllister, Kyro Matoma, Mrs. Caicedo all <laughs> in that area. This is
0: true, but Evan Ferguson's one of those young and upcoming players. And you, he- The form he's in, you did not want to see an injury happen to him, especially at this point in the season. I don't know how serious it is, but
1: you don't want to see that. No, you you don't want to see it, but I don't think it'll hinder Brayton too much. Speaking of players in that midfield,
0: the winner eventually came from a golazo. Where the spider makes its web. (laughs) 35 yards out, Julio and Cisco. Man, was this a pile driver of a shot. Holy cow. You could see it coming too, because he was all over the place before the goal.
1: I mean, he had lots of time as well. Yeah.
0: He,
1: he put all it, of his foot through that ball. 40 man. yards out,
0: took a couple touches, and just bam. I didn't think Keppa needed to move. Just let it go in.
1: <laughs> he just no stood there and admired it.
0: <laughs> yeah. But first league win ever at Stamford Bridge for Brighton. Um uh Kiro Matoma, is he what Chelsea fans want Mihailo Mudrik to be?
1: Oh, of course he is. I mean, M- Mudrik did start in this game. He got, I guess you could call it the assist. Wasn't much of a assist. He was just the one that passed it to Connor Gallagher, who took his shot and it deflected. But Matoma's the player, man, that, yeah, Chelsea wished they had bought. He's He can go around defenders. He's creative. He gets, he's quick. He can finish.
0: He, he might be one of the most technically sound footballers in the whole Premier League, not just between these two teams.
1: Oh, you're not wrong. And, you know, I know Frank, I, I don't think he knows what his lineup is yet. He made a bunch of changes in this game. Well, Graham Potter didn't know either. Pulisic started in this game, so <laughs> Bataschale, I think, was also starting. Uh, Reese James, I don't think, started.
0: Yeah, I saw he came on as a sub. It
1: yeah, so, I mean, there strange. was... You know, are they saving them for Real Madrid? I don't know. Probably not. But Chelsea, that that club is in shambles, man. It's in absolute shambles.
0: Yeah. I I don't want to say it, but it is sad to see from a team of that caliber.
1: I well, I think this is what happens when you have an owner come in who doesn't know the game. Yeah. Doesn't know how to run a football club.
0: Doesn't have any
1: experience running a football club. And so he's, I think he's thinking money can solve everything. But I mean, now they got to get rid of a lot of players. Yeah. Like whoever this coach is that comes in, man, they're going to struggle.
0: A lot of work to do. And they got to get rid of a lot of players before they can even buy somebody.
1: Well, then that's the thing. They bought, they spent a lot of money on young, kind of unproven talent that are on eight year contracts. Like they're stuck with those players
0: forever
1: <laughs> So I I feel I feel bad for the next manager that goes in there they're going to have their work, work cut out for them. I think Chelsea fans can probably expect to see Chelsea maybe hovering in that area for, for probably next, at least another season. Yeah,
0: I would say so too. And yeah, it's going to take a project and some time and some patience. But Todd Bowley's definitely treating this team like you would treat a major league baseball team: spend a bunch of money, get a bunch of players, and it works in baseball. It does not work in football.
1: You don't necessarily have quite the teamwork that in baseball as you do in football. Yeah, no. You, I you mean, don't I, need any
0: teamwork in baseball.
1: <laughs> I think you do a little bit, you know, for you know your pitchers and catchers and. <laughs> Your infield infield players. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You need a little bit. But as far as like actual teamwork, where every single piece has to work in harmony for it to work.
1: Well, I mean, you have to know how the other player, you know, how they react to certain situations. You know, what kind of balls do they play? You know, do I need to show for the ball? Do I need to run, you know, away or come forward for it? Mm -hmm. How do they defend? You know, it's, it's, it's all things you pick up playing with players on how they play. And it's, They don't know how each other plays. (laughs) No. (laughs) They haven't been together long enough to figure it out. Yeah. All right. Well, time will tell what
0: happens to Chelsea. We all know that they're probably going to finish the bottom half of the table for the first time in a long time either way. So speaking of bottom half of the table, Everton took on Fulham. This one ended 3-1 to for Fulham. You picked a draw. I picked Fulham to win. I wasn't super confident about that pick, by the way, but turned out good for me. Probably the most I've picked in a week yet. So I'm going to enjoy it
1: while I can. Yeah, you did good this This week, man.
0: (laughs) I did. Harrison Reed put Fulham up on the 22nd minute after Harry Wilson hit the post. Dwight McNeil leveled it on the 35th minute. Harry Wilson put the wayside ahead on the 51st with a brilliant team goal. And then Daniel James. Remember him?
1: Former Manchester United player. Yeah,
0: man. He made it three for Fulham on the 68th minute. Got a lucky bounce. Set him up. Put it in. Fulham finally get a win. It's been a while.
1: Honestly, I'm disappointed in Sean Dyson Everton for not getting anything from this game. The way Fulham have been playing. Yeah.
0: Away from home for Fulham. Everton at home.
1: And, you know, you expected Sean Dice to come in and start shoring up that defense, you know, stop allowing goals, getting clean sheets. This wasn't a clean sheet, and they haven't been getting clean sheets. No. So they're they're in trouble. They're still down in that fight for relegation. They're sitting in 17th place on 27 points, only out of the relegation zone on goal differential. So, I mean, this Fulham team... We've seen him crumble here the last few weeks. Losing Mitrovic, Silva, you know, his kind of temperament issues, trouble that he's been getting in. So I, I expected everyone to get something from this, and it was disappointing not to see that.
0: What do you guys think? Let us know. Next up, we had Southampton against Crystal Palace. We both picked Palace to win, and man, man. Southampton looked bad. I'll be honest with you.
1: Yeah, they're like Crystal Palace radiated, did, man.
0: did have to put them away. They won two 0 Brecciese, man, he's a man on fire right now. Two goals in this one. Tyler's player, one of Tyler's player to watch. I know Olise was your other one, uh, but the sixty-eighth minute goal, his second, man, was that a beautiful golazo?
1: Golazo, man! <laughs> it was Where the
0: spiders lay their eggs? <laughs> Yeah, it was beautiful. Um,
1: Roy Hodgson. Good job, Roy Hodgson, man. I don't know what he's doing
0: that's different than Patrick Vieira. Maybe it's just starting Elise and Edze more often, but they look like a completely different team.
1: I would honestly say that Crystal Palace are safe. Yeah. I think the way they're going, too. they'll easily pick up another couple wins, and they will I think they'll be fine. Yeah, I mean,
0: seven games left. They're... Nine points off the drop. I think they're safe.
1: So honestly, they probably, to be safe, only need four points, I would say.
0: I would almost say three is probably good from here. Nine points up. I can't see any team towards the bottom picking up nine to 12 points.
1: No, not when they're all playing each other as well. Yeah,
0: exactly. Next up, we had probably one of the most entertaining matches of the weekend, Tottenham against Bournemouth. I said Bournemouth might get something out of this game. I only picked a draw. You picked a Spurs win, and Bournemouth shocked us all with a three to two win over Tottenham Hotspur at the Tottenham Stadium.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know things were going good for Tottenham. Heung-Min Son, man, he put Spurs ahead on the fourteenth, and then my i will be honest for most of that first half, it.
0: they they looked like the better team. Tottenham did
1: for the first half.
0: Yeah uh until Matthias Vina leveled it on the 38th minute for Bournemouth and then comes the second half Tottenham who used to be a second half team for most of the season decided you know what we're just not going to show up in the second half because Dominic Solanke put Bournemouth ahead on the 51st minute
1: yeah Davison Sanchez man he tried to poke the ball away and it he poked it right to Solanke and he got subbed off. He was a, he came he got subbed on and he, he got subbed off in that game. Feel yeah. feel a little bad for him. He was getting some booze around that stadium. He has not
0: been playing very well. Anytime he comes on the pitch, though, first no.
1: Course.
0: But and Spurs tied
1: it up in the 88th. Danjuma, man, he leveled it. Yeah.
0: Uh, I did. You think Harry Kane was offsides for that goal?
1: I uh, No, for me, it's it's close, but no. I mean, he was offside, but did he interfere with the goalkeeper? Is the issue. And it looks like the goalkeeper saw it the whole way.
0: Uh, Except for when it passed his body, I guess. I
1: mean, he saw it coming and where it was going. I don't I don't think the goalie stood a
0: chance on that shot anyways. So. Yeah, I think it was a correct call on the field, but it didn't matter because Dango Atara Got the winner for Bournemouth in the 95th minute. What a game it was. So sorry, Tottenham fans. No, I'm not. I'm not. (laughs) You lose again. You're dropping points on the top four race. I mean, this loss really opens up fifth place. Oh, yeah, it does. I mean, Villa are now three points behind Tottenham. Brighton are four points with two games in hand. Liverpool, six points behind with one game in hand. This could go any way.
1: Yeah, I think this kind of solidifies Tottenham. Well, not quite. Because Tottenham play Newcastle here, I think, as their next game, I believe.
0: It's very pos- very possible. And so
1: be. I think that game will decide where who finishes in fourth place. Yeah. I mean, Newcastle are three points above Tottenham. They do have a game in hand. I just I don't.
0: I don't see with the form of Newcastle recently, other than their loss to Villa on the weekend. I don't I don't see them dropping that many points.
1: Well, hopefully they lose three here to Arsenal.
0: <laughs> well, I, three is still less than six last time I checked.
1: <laughs> well, like I
0: said, if Tottenham beat Newcastle, though. Yeah, it'd be very interesting. Especially with that game for Newcastle against Arsenal. It might mean big things for both teams come to that game speaking of uh well I guess I can't really segue into that because we still yeah, I was a segue, what's
1: your segue there buddy I was you gonna go speaking of one. title
0: race Manchester City beat Leicester City three to one I'm gonna do it anyways let's go okay Manchester well, have
1: to go back
0: City up huh yeah I'll go back up uh Manchester City dominated this one they were up three nil inside of 20 minutes. Erling Holland got two. John Stones getting the best pick of the bunch. Holland's at 32 goals this season.
1: Tied I mean,
0: Salah Tied a PK. Salah's got two goals to go
1: with eight games left. So this game, I mean, I can tell you how it went. City went up three goals, dominated Leicester. Leicester were sitting back, didn't didn't look like they were even awake. They weren't even like trying, it seemed like in this game. You know what it seemed like to me? Was one of those preseason games where it's like kind of because guess what Manchester City made a bunch of changes at halftime, <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: or around but- halftime, and and then and then okay Leicester kind of came alive then I think the changes helped Leicester City all the changes Man City made and you could tell Man City they dropped down a gear it was more about keeping possession uh, Leicester got a goal back and they had a couple chances but it never felt like if we're going to get anything, you know what I mean? No. no. I mean, it felt like maybe a goal and they got one,
0: but I don't think anything more than that out of this game. I mean, city were on cruise control the entire game.
1: Yeah. Which city are looking really good, man. They're looking really freaking good they right now. Really good.
0: They have a game in hand on Arsenal. We'll get to the point separation and how close that is when we get to the Arsenal game.
1: Yeah, I'll, I want to talk about that, but I want to go over the Arsenal game first.
0: Yeah, I do too. Uh, so. But City's next game in the Premier League against Arsenal.
1: At the Etihad.
0: At the Etihad. Well, yeah, at the Etihad. Uh, they got a FA Cup game against Sheffield United, which they're not going to play all their
1: starters anyways. So, And they got a game against Bayern Munich. Yes. Yes.
0: Which we'll get to here in a second.
1: Then we had Wolves
0: against Brentford. Um before I get into the scoreline, I just want to say we were talking about how little amount of goals Chelsea have scored this season while well, Brentford has more goals than Chelsea. Um I was listening to Roy Keane talk about it and man, was he lit up about the fact that Brentford has more goals than Chelsea this season. <laughs>
1: Every team above Chelsea has more goals than them. Yeah. Yeah. And even and, Crystal, uh, Palace, even, below them, say, even Crystal Palace below them. Even Bournemouth below them. Leeds United <laughs> below them. Leicester <laughs> City below them all have more goals <laughs> than Chelsea. I think the most depressing one is Leicester
0: City. Because they have, uh, what is that, 11 goals more scored? Yeah. That's sad. They also have uh, over
1: 20 goals more conceded, it looks like. Yes. Yeah. Or not quite, 15. 15 goals.
0: Uh, But Wolves win this one 2-0. You got this one right. Brentford, I'll be honest with you, never looked like winning this game. Uh, Wolves were easily the better team for me. And Diego Costa got his first goal for Wolves in the 27th minute. Uh, It was pretty lucky.
1: Oh yeah, it was one of those. He's like the
0: ball. Defender hits the ball into his foot, and it goes in.
1: Yeah, it was. He didn't know anything about it. it was almost a deflection. <laughs> about ah, time, man.
0: It was. He's been playing for him since what? December?
1: <laughs> since forever feels like. Yeah, I feel like I've been watching like him play, it. and he doesn't. I don't know. I've Do I've it. never been yeah. a big Diego Costa fan. I haven't either.
0: He's ancient. He's up there. Yeah. Uh, was there a foul from David Raya on uh toti should, should
1: have been a PK.
0: Yeah. Um, I didn't see anything that would make me disbelieve you.
1: I think they're going to have to come out and wrong. apologize to Brentford on this one. Yeah. Pretty obvious um, miss.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't think they'll care because it was David Raya who plays for Brentford.
1: Or sorry. Yeah. It was the other way around. So
0: Yeah, and wolves. and wolves won this game, so I don't think they'll come out and apologize to him. But Huang Hee Chan made it two on the sixty-ninth minute with a poachers finish. Uh it was magnificent little run from Matthias Nunez. I don't
1: know if I'd
0: call it little man. He he'd
1: work his butt off.
0: <laughs> oh, it it was a very long run, yes. And it was very impressive.
1: But yeah, he kind of threw it into the mixer, it bounced around and Wang. When... Poked it right in, man. He was there to finish and it up. Yes,
0: he did. Okay, now to the game that we've waited to talk about because I skipped the game on the sixteenth of April. West Ham played Arsenal. We both picked Arsenal to win this one. Ended two two. Be honest with you, I'm very disappointed. Arsenal go up two, let in two goals yet again. Only the fifth team ever to do it two games in a row in the Premier League. Don't want to say Arsenal are arsenaling it, but yeah. So they went up on seven minutes after some fantastic play. Gabo Jesus with the finish. Ben White, great one-twos all the way down the side of the 18 there. And then uh, they made it 2-0 on the 10th minute. Gabriel Martinelli, who... I can't say enough good things about his uh, crosses and his balls in for the most part of this season are greatly improved from last season as he picked out Martin Odegaard all the way across the 18, hitting him on a dime who put the ball past Fabianski who honestly had no chance at it whatsoever unless they hit him in the chest.
1: And so that's where it kind of ends. So Arsenal played very well the first half an hour. And then it's almost like they they drop down a gear. You know, I had I mentioned Man City dropped down a gear. But they did it after three goals. Arsenal did it after two. Which at two nil, it's you're still in it, man. After yeah. three, four, okay, then then drop down. I mean,
0: two nil is the most dangerous scoreline you could possibly
1: have, and it's showing. Team with scores this Arsenal got team.
0: momentum, and that's what happened.
1: But I think this Arsenal team, they thought they were cruising. They were starting to, you know little showboating going on. And individual mistakes cost them on their first goal they conceded. Thomas Partey gets caught on the ball. I don't know what he was trying to do. Is he trying to flick it over the defender, flick it around him? Just protect the ball. You're in a spot that's dangerous if you lose it. He does. Gabriel goes to ground early to try to get the ball. Realizes he's not going to get there and tries to pull up and catches the player. I think it was Pequeta. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was an obvious foul. I mean, two poor I, player choices I, cost I think them that it was, goal. It, I don't know. It's I a foul it was too. There, you can't argue it. He slid very into much a player. Dive, he caught very his much leg. Dive. I mean, he caught his leg. It's a foul. Your Arsenal bias is showing. It was. It was a foul, man. I didn't say it wasn't a foul. It was a, Poor, poor slide. Well, I didn't tackle. say that, but he definitely made the most out of it, as every player does nowadays. But it doesn't matter if it's it was a foul. And so, yeah, there, there's your two mistakes right there. You know, and then uh, Arsenal they get a PK for a handball on Michael Antonio. Saka steps up and apparently was taking PK lessons from Mohamed Salah because he <laughs> puts it wide. Wasn't even close, man. It was a it was a poor one. At least Mohamed Salah's was close. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, if, if if Saka does put that in three, one, I think the game is dead. I think Arsenal walk out of there with all three points, but they don't honestly, the second goal, it was was the sequence of events. It came off a long throw in which Gabrielle heads out. And then it's just a long ball in a kind of a hopeful ball into the box. And Jared Bowen has a lovely finish I mean, that poor, he had to wait for that thing to fall out of the air, and he picked it out and made Arsenal pay. I mean, so it was, it's poor defending. Yeah. I think not I mean, having you William could, Saliba in there is definitely or, starting to show. Or
0: Alexander Zinchenko for this one, as he wasn't able to play due to uh, some sort of injury. He was in the stands this game. Um, kind of can see why Kieran Tierney sits on the bench, and Zinchenko plays, keeps the team focused, and yeah. Rob Holding is 4 or 5 or maybe even 6 gears below William Saliba and you can see how much they miss him.
1: Oh yeah, I mean we, we've kind of talked who's the player Arsenal would miss most if they were to get hurt. You know, we've talked about Odegaard, Saka, Jesus. Apparently they, it's William Saliba. It,
0: yeah. Mhm. 100%. And because so because they don't have adequate cover.
1: No, they don't, but I you know, I'm going to compare Arsenal to Man City. Man City went up three goals, brought it down a gear, but they still managed to win. Arsenal did the same thing and they did not win. And it this could cost them a title. I mean, things are close at the top of the Premier League, man. Arsenal are yeah. four points ahead. City have a game in hand. It I think and this title's next game is against Arsenal. It's gonna be decided, man. If if yeah. You know, obviously it's still in Arsenal's hands. If they go to the Etihad and get a draw or get a win, you know, they're they're looking good, but they still have a tough run of games. They have to play Brighton, Newcastle, and Chelsea.
0: Right after playing City, yes.
1: So we'll, we'll yeah. see what they're made out of. They have to play Southampton next as their next game on Friday. And so they, they need to win that game and, emphatically. They need to get some confidence going into this City game.
0: Yeah, yeah. I know Mikel Arteta will light a fire under their asses, but it's can you stay focused? Can you handle the pressure And right now? They're crumbling and under it.
1: I will say, Man City looked a much better team right now. and Man City yeah, looks scary, man. Good. They literally look like good. they will not lose a game. This Arsenal team, well, they've drawn their last two. they
0: After being 2-0 up as well, which is even more worrying. Yeah, yeah, it is. Speaking of 2-0 up, <laughs> Nottingham Forest played Manchester United. United won this one 2-0. Uh, we both picked United to win this one. Uh, I will say, though, Anthony putting in a man-of-the-match performance. Put the side ahead on the 32nd minute. Bruno Fernandes hit the crossbar in the second half, and then Diogo Dallo made it 2-0 in the 76th. His first Premier League goal.
1: Beautiful assist
0: from Anthony in this one as well.
1: Yeah, honestly, nine even four. us, looked like a championship side
0: which is crazy to me. They signed
1: like 27 players. I might be I similar to that Chelsea. Yeah. You know, Steve Cooper, the board's given given him their vote of confidence, but I think if there's a next manager to go, it's going to be him.
0: Very well could see that.
1: That's but for sure. United played well. They like I mentioned previously, they have good width in this the way they're playing. I will say their only thing is it seems like they always want to attack, which I think can get them in trouble against a better team. That can. Well,
0: especially, especially playing that wide. If you only want to attack, you become spread too thin
1: in the midfield, account. especially with Erickson and Bruno Fernandez both wanting to get forward. Mm-hmm. So I I think they need to work on that. I think United, though, man, if they go get another couple defenders, they'll be looking great for next season.
0: Yeah. And uh, maybe even some def- uh, midfield cover as well, um, especially for Casemiro, because you can see how important he is to that squad. Not being there,
1: but I think 10 Hogs Hag's got them, got them cruising, man. They're they're doing pretty good.
0: Yeah, yeah, especially with the number of injuries they have, they're and that win took them into results.
1: Yeah, they're in third place now, three points above Newcastle.
0: Yeah, and Newcastle got a tough run of games as well, so should be interesting to see come the rest of the season. And then on the 17th, we had Leeds against Liverpool. And, man, did Liverpool mop the floor with them. This one ended 6-1. to one, And,
1: man. I will say, this game was interesting for about 40 minutes. You know, Liverpool, yeah. they went up on the 35th minute through Cody Gagpo. Then Mo Salah made it 2-0 four minutes later. And, honestly, it was just two poor giveaways by Leeds. Like, they played pretty well. Like, Liverpool hadn't created much going forward at that point. But Junior Furpo got caught on the ball, and then Weston McKinney got caught on the ball, and Liverpool punished him. They he did. <laughs> Leeds did get one back just
0: before half through Luis Sinisterra, and then Liverpool restored the two-goal advantage on the, the 52nd minute. Diogo Jota getting his name on the score sheet. Mosala got his second in the 64th after a wonderfully capped counterattack. Diogo Jota got his second, 73rd. Darwin Nunez got his in the 90th to complete the route. Is this the Liverpool team we've been expecting to see all season?
1: It's so the one we expect. This is the one we'll get. Who knows? They've been wildly inconsistent. So until we can see a run of games like this, it's hard to say.
0: Yeah. I, but I mean, I think it, the it shows... Arsenal game... Gave them a lot of lot of confidence.
1: But it shows what this Liverpool team is still capable of. You know, they showed it mm-hmm. in that Arsenal game, they showed it in this Leeds game. They showed so, it against
0: Manchester United.
1: So, you know, maybe a, a complete rebuild is is not on the table. You still see what these players have to offer and it's still a lot. Yeah. So, you know, maybe one or two new signings to just to kind of keep them going. <laughs> yeah. So that they don't fall down some of the games. Especially. Yeah. yeah.
0: How about Leeds though?
1: Leeds are in trouble, man. They're in trouble. They've lost their last two games now. They're sitting in 16th, 29 points, just a couple points above relegation. They're in the thick of this battle. they got to win some games.
0: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of relegation battle, I mean, the Bournemouth are on fire right now. They've won three of their last five. Wolves seem like they're safe. I mean, the way they've been playing, Um, West Ham are playing pretty good. They've only lost one of their last five. So would you say that it's down to essentially Leeds United, Everton, Nottingham Forest, Leicester City, and Southampton, with Southampton being the ones probably guaranteed to go down at this point?
1: Yeah. I I don't see Crystal Palace or Wolves getting brought down into that. Bournemouth have been playing well. I think West Ham are just about out of it, but not quite. But it it's yeah, it's Leeds, Everton, Forest, Leicester, Southampton are definitely in trouble. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And the, I mean the crazy thing is is out of those Leeds have the most points out of their last 5 games.
1: Which is two wins, yeah.
0: Yeah, 6 points. Everton has 5. But Nottingham Forest, Leicester City, and Southampton have won in their last five.
1: It's 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 going to be down to the wire. Yeah, it's crazy to see Leicester down there with the talent they have on that team. Right? Like I would say out of all those teams, Leicester have the best quality players. 100%. 100%.
0: All right. Let's move on to La Liga, Targa. What do we have?
1: All right, man. We have Villarreal against Real Valladolid. We both said Villarreal would win this game. Yeah, they, they did, did not. not. They lost 2-1. to one. Salim Amala scored early in the second minute. And then Vial the lead, doubled the lead through Jawad Al-Yamik in the 34th. But Villarreal did get one back from Etienne Capoue in the 74th. Remember him? I do. I do.
0: <laughs> Plays right next to... What's his name he used to play for Arsenal? Coughlin. Yes, Francis Coughlin. So that yeah, was on. A, mean, way, to waste, way to waste your win against Real Madrid. Way right? to go,
1: <laughs> That was on the 15th of April. And also on the 15th, we have Athletic Club against Real Sociedad. I said Sociedad would win. You picked a draw. Well, Inaki Williams got both goals for Athletic, and they won 2 0. Yeah. So she does not score, burn man. too hot, man. No, they're not. They cannot
0: score a goal to save their lives right now. It is nuts sitting in fourth place.
1: Yeah. And then after that game, we had Cadiz again against Real Madrid. We both picked Madrid. Guess what? They won 2-0. Cadiz did hit the post, though, in the 12th minute, which kind of woke Madrid up. Uh, started getting some shots on goal, forcing the Cadiz goalkeeper, Gil, to make some... Pretty nice saves. Uh, Benzema hit the crossbar, almost scored in the 36. Rodrigo, man, he looks so good. He's silky. He man. just glides. It's only going to get better. Fingers. Yeah, Madrid are looking dangerous
0: on those wings, man. It's crazy, especially with the ages of Vinny Jr. and Rodrigo.
1: Yeah, but you wouldn't suspect the goal scorer, man, Nacho. Oh, 72nd, man, his (laughs) first goal of the season with a lovely strike. And then Marco Asensio doubled the lead in the 76th, kind of a low curling shot around the goalkeeper. Again, off the bench, off the bench, super sub. And then on the 16th, we had Getafe against Barcelona. We both picked Getafe because, of course, why not? Barcelona's top of uh, La Liga, right? Yeah. Why
0: not pick them to win?
1: Well, they drew 0-0. So Real Madrid cut into that lead a little bit, only out of first place by eleven points. (laughs) (laughs) So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Yep. Uh, no, no, I don't. No, I don't either. But But you should have heard some of the excuses Javi was saying, man. Oh he was complaining about the pitch. The grass was too short. It had just rained. You say saying they've been playing in the evenings. This game was in the afternoon, so it was sunny and sun was in their eyes. I don't
0: understand that. The grass is too short, which would speed the ball up, but it rained, which would slow the ball down, so they contradict each other. It not not no if sense.
1: it's a light rain. It can speed it up. <laughs> but, yeah, it was just, I mean, Bedri- Pedri hit, or not Pedri, Barcelona hit the post a couple times, but Pedri, man, it looks like Barca are missing Pedri and Dembele. Young. None of them have been playing recently, so I think they need them back.
0: (laughs) Yes, 100%.
1: And then after that Barcelona game, we had Atletico Madrid against Almeria. We both picked Atletico. You said Griezmann would get a goal. Guess what? He did. He gets the scoring started in the fifth minute with a header. (laughs) He's a man on fire, man. But guess what? He didn't get just one. He got two goals (laughs) as Atletico 1-2-1. Leo Baptistao, he leveled things up for Almeria in the 37th off of like a deflected cross, I think, shot, whatever it was. It went in. But it was a poor giveaway from Angel Di Maria in the middle of the park and kind of set Almeria up.
0: Yeah, Angel Correa, not Di Maria.
1: Yeah, Angel Correa, sorry. (laughs)
0: Wrong Argentine. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, man, Griezmann, he got his second, scoring off a cross, but Atletico could have had more. Yeah, they gig. should
0: have. It shouldn't have been this close. Um, yeah, man, Griezmann's a man on fire. It's got to be the pink hair, man. It's got to be it.
1: <laughs> it must be. He he is tearing it up since the World Cup. Probably, you know what I think it was? Is They finally got that contract where he could come in for more than 30 minutes Right. And he plays consistently mixed with the fact that Mbappe got
0: named French captain. And he did not he Playing <laughs> with a fire. Good for him. Yeah. Off to the Bundesliga on the 15th of April, we had Bayern Munich against Hoffenheim. We both said Bayern Munich and it ended in a draw. One, one in this one, Benjamin Pavard scored in the 17th minute for Bayern. And then Hoffenheim tied things up through Andre kramerich in the 71st with a lovely free kick.
1: Beauty, I can't man. believe Beauty. he still
0: plays for Hoffenheim, man. Kramerich is the stud.
1: Yeah, especially where Hoffenheim, they're towards the bottom of the table in 13th place. Yeah. They've had a good little run here. They had three wins before this game.
0: Yeah, I mean, three wins and a draw in their last five. Picking up points, getting that much closer to safety for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> this game was Byron having chances and not finishing them. And at 1-0, only 1-0 up, man. Yeah. The other team's going to think they're in it.
0: Which is very worrying for their game midweek against Manchester City, where they're going to have to score a boatload of goals against a team that can't stop scoring.
1: <laughs> no, they can't.
0: Yeah. Next up, we had RB Leipzig against Augsburg. Leipzig win this one three to two we both picked Leipzig but man did they make it a close one for us Arnie Meyer scored for Osberg in the fifth minute. Kevin Kampel leveled it in the 10th. Timo Werner got two quick goals in the 32nd and 35th with a beauty for his hundredth Bundesliga goal.
1: yeah it wasn't it was a beautiful goal.
0: Yeah, I mean, Oscar got one back through Ruben Vargas in the 82nd minute, but Timo Werner, man. Something about him in the Bundesliga. He just, he plays so much better.
1: I would have liked to have seen him stay one more season in the Premier League.
0: Yeah, I think Chelsea was probably the wrong team for him, honestly. But
1: I remember that. that. That was that year they got all those players like Ziyech and mm. Frank Lampard was playing FIFA career mode, just picking up players.
0: Yeah. And now, Todd is doing it. So, and he got Frank Lampard back. So, we'll see how that turns out for him.
1: He went to the the promising section in FIFA. <laughs> <laughs> went to uh, who's filter. the best players
0: in all competitions last season? Uh, yeah, we'll take that guy.
1: <laughs> he filtered the promising players, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's the uh, thing about promising players is they're only promising.
1: But man, with Bayern Munich drawing, could Dortmund catch up to catch up to them?
0: Well, let's see. They played Stuttgart. We both said Dortmund. They could not. Oh. 3 so 3 draw. Sebastian Arle got the 26th minute near post run, smashing it off the underside of the crossbar. So good to see him back in scoring.
1: Yeah, after especially the...
0: after his fight with testicular cancer.
1: Yep, good to see that.
0: Yeah. Daniel Mollen got the 33rd. Gets a second goal for. Dortmund collected the ball at the top of the box off the corner, shrugged off some defenders, slammed it into the net. Good little run by him. Yeah. And then Constantinos Mavropanos, second yellow card in the 39th. I would normally say, remember when he was an Arsenal player, but he never really played. So,
1: I saw him play um, a couple games, I think. <laughs> yeah, couple,
0: but that's about it.
1: Saw so him in a friendly. That was fun. I remember they played, uh, he played at Old Trafford against Man United. He did do
0: that. But yeah, red card after two yellows in the 39th minute. Was it deserved? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a bad tackle.
0: All right. uh, Tunjai Kulibali. Tengai. 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 Something like that. Tengai. Uh, deflected shot 78th minute after coming off the bench, uh, Joshua Vag Vagnumann in the 84th. Um,
1: yeah. Bouncing ball, ball was in kind the of,
0: box off a corner.
1: Yeah. He was just there to kind of poke it home.
0: Uh, Gio Reina thought he got the winner in the 92nd minute after coming on as a sub, but no, he did not. Mavupa. Stu- yeah. Stuttgart got one to level it in the 97th minute, man.
1: After six minutes of stoppage time.
0: Yeah. What a crazy comeback from Stuttgart. Crazy ending. Man, there's so many chances for both teams in this game.
1: Yeah, Dortmund hit the crossbar a couple times. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I was rooting for Stuttgart by the end of that, after that comeback, (laughs) man.
0: (laughs) I mean, those are the games you love to see as a neutral
1: fan. Yeah, it is. You know, you don't have a whole lot of skin in it. You just want to see a good game and got one.
0: Yeah. Uh, Last game in the Bundesliga on the 16th, we had Wolfsburg against Bayer Leverkusen. We both picked Leverkusen. This one ended in a dull nil-nil draw. That's all I got to say about it.
1: Sounds good to me, Cotton. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Bold move. (laughs)
1: All right, Sarah.
0: Uh, on the 14th, we had Spezia against Lazio. Both picked Lazio. Lazio ran out 3-0 winners. They did. Yeah. Uh, Spezia thought they had scored, hitting the crossbar in the second minute. and close. Lazio got the scoring started through 0 Immobile. Penalty, 32nd minute. Uh, Ethan Ampatu fouling Felipe Anderson, getting a yellow. A well, little harsh. Yeah. Felipe Anderson scored in the 52nd with a beautiful team goal. If you haven't seen it, please look it up. I believe you can find it on ESPN. No, Paramount Plus, Paramount or Plus. YouTube,
1: or YouTube, <laughs> yeah, or YouTube. I can you find everything on YouTube these days. Pretty sure you I, I posted, posted it on did? our story, yeah, on our Instagram a couple of days ago. So, yeah. hint: so follow our Instagram. <laughs> follow
0: us to find it next time we post something like that. Um, Ethan Ampadu, he gets a red card, reducing Spets. He had 10 men in the 84th minute. I mean, he, he overran the ball, went to clear it.
1: He got the ball, the though, for me, though, man. I didn't think yeah. it was a red. I thought it was harsh. I didn't think it was a red. Yeah. Because he, really, he uh, got a lot of the ball. And he yeah. got the ball first, and then his follow-through kind of went into a player. And yeah,
0: Yellow card for me,
1: probably. Yeah. Uh, Marcos Antonio scored again for Lazio
0: in the 89th minute. Lovely solo run. Oh, dude, he looks so fast.
1: Yeah. Freaking yeah. the flash out there sprinting down the field, is <laughs> going <laughs> past Spezia. Right. Defenders.
0: Yeah, Lazio are on fire right
1: now. Uh um, they got second place on lockdown. Four right of now, their man. last
0: five. I mean, if Napoli keep dropping points, they're making it seem like. They have a chance. They don't, but they make it seem like they could catch no, them they somewhat. Man. Honestly, They're definitely putting a gap between second and third. That's for sure. With them now five points ahead of Roma.
1: We're in third, yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, the one bad thing after this game, sad news, is Ciro Mobley involved in a really bad car accident. Uh, his car collided with the tram. Uh, he suffered fracture Ribs and spinal injuries uh, most likely to be out the rest of the season. So that's sad to hear for Lazio. You know, Ciro Mobley has been the ever present forward
1: for them. Yeah. It's for, kind of been their star man I- over the years, scoring their goals. Yeah, definitely.
0: On uh, the 15th, we had Bologna against AC Milan. You called a draw. I called Milan. You got the draw. One-one. one uh, Milan made 10 changes.
1: From from midweek
0: Champions League game and still managed to get a draw. That's pretty impressive, I would say.
1: I guess. Uh, Niccolo
0: Sansone scored in the first minute after pouncing on a low cross.
1: Yeah, it was like after 40 seconds, something like that. It
0: was real quick. Nuts. Uh, And then just before halftime, Tommaso Pobega. Pobega. Equalized in the 40th minute. Rocket of a strike.
1: Yeah, it was a goal you could tell was coming.
0: Yeah. Um and it ended one one. Next up we had Napoli against Elas Verona. Both said Napoli. This one ended nil nil. What is going on with Napoli?
1: <laughs> Victor Osman was out injured, but he came back. He came on as a sub, I think, for the last twenty minutes. He hit the crossbar. So yeah, I mean Verona had a chance to win at it to death player was sent one-on-one with the goalie and man this guy's shot you gotta check it out if you haven't seen it he completely fluffs his lines like hard completely shanks it to the side of the goal not even on target it was just like what
0: (laughs) Uh, these are reasons why there's match fixing scandals in italy (laughs) 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 all right next up we had inter against monza you said enter. I said a drive. Lukaku starts and Roma. Lukaku started and they didn't even get a draw. No nope. lost.
1: <laughs> yeah. And this is the enter we've been talking about all the last few months, man. They have so many opportunities, but can't score. I just, at this point, do you
0: like, why start Lukaku? Why? I, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know, man. You don't win when he plays from the first minute of the game. Don't do it. You have three strikers that are all very good. You only need to play one technically, maybe two. Put them on the bench.
1: But it came out, Ender, they're not looking to keep Lukaku. No. He'll be going back to Chelsea. Yeah.
0: And yet another player, Chelsea, will either have to decide to hang on to or sell. Um, Don't think anyone's going to want to buy him, so good luck, Chelsea. And on the sixteenth, we had Sassuolo against Juventus. You said Sassuolo. I was shocked, and I picked Juve. But guess what? I shouldn't have been. Guess shocked. who was not shocked? You were right. <laughs> One nil to Sassuolo. Wow! I did not
1: see that coming. I did. I it's told like you, man. ESPN Sassuolo have Juve's number here this season. Gregor it must the be trail, the green man. and black
0: kits, man. It must be the green and black kits. It is. Green and black trumps black and white all the time, I
1: guess. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. But
0: yeah, I mean, Grigori DeFrail scored in the 64th minute. Poor giveaway in the box by Juve. Uh, and then questionable lineup. Oh, for, for sure, man. No, no Federico Piesa. No Di Maria.
1: they all came on as subs, of course. Yeah. But yeah, oh, you, not the best lineup. You
0: don't want to give a team like
1: swallow confidence,
0: especially later in the game. You want to put them away early. But who no, and that I?
1: doesn't help Juve for their Champions League. Uh,
0: it does not. Run. Does not. Keeps them five points back of Atalanta. Still in seventh. So they're not even in the European places. AS Roma against Udinese. Winning Rome, man. You pick Rome. I picked a draw and went in Rome. Went in Rome. Went in Rome. 3 0.
1: Yeah, I mentioned Rome, previously do the do. in the show that they need to score two goals here against Feyenoord. Well, they got three this weekend. Uh, goals from Eduardo Bove in the 37th. After Brian Cristante hit the post on a PK, he kind of followed it up, put it away. And then Lorenzo Pellegrini in the 55th. After a lovely through ball, man, from Andrea Bolotti, who put it on a plate for Pellegrini. He had a he had a good yeah. run to set him up. And Roberto Pereira, man. Remember him from Watford? His Watford days in the Premier League? He had a PK Adieu. saved it after a handball. And 69th then... minute. Nice. <laughs> and then yeah, and stop second half stoppage time, Tammy Abraham gets on the score sheet hitting in across. Yeah. Um I will say Tammy Abraham's impressed me since going to Roma.
0: He did you last year that Roma year, team on paper how they struggled to score goals. This year he bad.
1: he hasn't been firing in the goals like he was last year. He struggled a bit this year.
0: Either way, on paper that Roma team should have no problem scoring.
1: Well, they're in third place, man. They're not doing terrible. No, they're not. Uh, but
0: You should have confidence going into that second leg in the uh, Europa League.
1: I'm hoping, hoping so.
0: Speaking of European games, let's get into our Champions League second leg previews. Some of these we're just going to go through because it's already over for the most part. Still got to play the game, but I don't know if those other teams stand a chance. So first up, Napoli, AC Milan. This one is in Naples on the 18th of April. Napoli currently down. 1-0 1-0 to AC Milan. How do you see this one going?
1: Did that matter? Dona Stadium's going to be rocking. I think Napoli, I think this one might end 2-1 and go to extra time, maybe even PKs, but I think Napoli go through. I'm going to
0: go 1-0 during regular time and then another goal from Napoli in extra time. But I still, either way. I think we both expect them to go through at this point. Um, Victor Oseman, he'll play some part in this game. I
1: think he'll be starting this game. Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully for them, it doesn't go into extra time. Cause I don't think he can last 120 minutes after being injured, but we'll see. Next up Chelsea against Real Madrid. This one at Stanford bridge, Chelsea are down two nil Real Madrid flying high right now. And God, they look good going forward. Chelsea, are the exact opposite right now. Uh, they do not look good going forward. Do they stand any chance?
1: No, I think Real Madrid win this two-one.
0: Uh, I'm going to go with three-nil Real Madrid. Yeah.
1: Either way, Madrid's uh, going through.
0: Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Anyways, the 19th we got Inter against Benfica. Inter winning away from home with a massive result two-nil. Benfica stand any chance in this game? Or does experience prevail?
1: I think they stand a chance for sure. You know, I, I picked them to go through. So did I. I don't think they will. Um, I think this might end in a 1-1 draw or a 1-0 to Benfica.
0: Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't, I, with the San Siro rocking, I don't know if I see Benfica being able to get three goals in this one. Especially if Lukaku starts. <laughs> Well, I mean, inter-lose if Lukaku starts, but can they get three goals? Yeah. Away from home with a very young and, you know, inexperienced squad when it comes to these situations? I think you might be right. Speaking of you being right. Bayern Munich, Manchester City, Manchester City walloped Bayern Munich 3-0 in the first game. Sadio Mane suspended and fined after his altercation with Leroy Sané without Sadio Mane or with Sadio Mane. Did Bayern Munich
1: stand a chance in this game? I don't think so, no. Not the way Man City are playing, man.
0: I, yeah, yeah, I don't um, see him
1: going through at all.
0: I'll be honest with you. The way Manchester City are playing right now barring and you know season ending injury to erling holland uh, they seem destined to win the champions league this year with the way they're playing them or real madrid so that next uh, semi final looking like It'll be a tasty one <laughs> yes it will so let's change gears and let's not go with facts or reality let's just go with
1: our imagination. Who are our
0: favorite strikers in world football that are currently playing? I know we had to, I had to be more specific because you uh, said, "Well, it's easy if it's just the greatest strikers." Period. So, currently, who playing. are your favorite strikers that currently play
1: football? So I gotta tell you, man, I really don't have favorite players anymore. You know, back I when either. I was younger, oh. probably teenager, I definitely had, you know, my favorite players that, you know, I'd get the posters nowadays. Clearly. I Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't I don't really have favorite players anymore. Um, do I have players I like to watch? Yes. Do I have players that I think are very good? Yes. So this was kind of tough for me. Yeah. You know, I, some players came to mind, obviously, Victor Osum right now, Erling Holland. Robert Lewandowski, but I think one of my favorite players to watch is Kylian Mbappe, man. Watching apologize. him at the World Cup was a lot of fun, watching him bring France back into that final against Argentina, you know, I'm, I'm counting Mbappe as a striker.
0: I mean, he plays as one, so why not?
1: You know, in previous years, maybe a Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi, but I think it, you know, their time is finally going. Lionel Messi is he a striker, he plays everywhere, man. I don't know what position he plays. Somewhere on the right.
0: The Wanderer, I believe. Yeah. It's not Winger, it's Wanderer.
1: So for me, my favorite striker right now is Kylian Mbappe. All
0: right. Yeah, I have, I have similar opinions. I don't know if I have favorite strikers per se. I have favorite players, but they're not because of their on-the-field antics. It's more of off-the-field like personalities, I, okay. I have favorites, but on the field, I'm I've never really been a you know one man show kind of guy. I like the way a full team plays, personally. So this one was hard for me too. So I went back in time a little bit to a guy who's still playing. Uh, I mean, three players came to mind when I thought of this. It was Olivier Giroud. Uh, Leandro Trossard when he played for Brighton. Okay. And Ivan Tony Kick around with the boys. Yeah. Ivan Tony because, man, is he an expert at banter. I love watching him. He didn't take no shit from nobody. And man can score goals. Leandro Trossard, he just he plays everywhere amongst the front three. I love seeing players like that that can play multiple positions. On the left, the Makes right, false very,
1: nine. <laughs>
0: yeah. Striker, number 10. I mean, he can do anything, and he's showing it for Arsenal and what a signing he's been, but I preferred him for Brighton just because it's easier to root for a team that's an underdog. But I went with King Ole himself. We both went with French players. I went with the all-time leading goal scorer.
1: I went with the future all-time leading goal scorer. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, Uh, because I don't think Oli's going to hold that record for much longer the way Mbappe's scoring goals, but – He's an old school number nine, man.
1: So that's one of my like, favorite old goals old ever, man. That scorpion kick. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I just, he always scores goals. It might not be the prettiest, but he's there. But he also does score the prettiest. So he's got everything in his locker. He's ancient now. But man, he can't help it that he looks this gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will never forget that commercial. I can't help but that I'm gorgeous, <laughs> but yeah, that, that he is my favorite player as far as striker goes, but honestly, I could have picked anybody that plays on a team that plays good football.
1: Yeah. Um, again, like I said, I used to have favorites. Now it's, it's kind of different. I think when you get older, I don't know if it's when you're younger, you kind of have that favorite, but.
0: Well, it's because you're trying to emulate someone, right? Yeah, and but you, you want to model your game after somebody. Now it's, but well, we just enjoy the game. We enjoy watching. Clearly. But you, guys,
1: you guys let us know who your favorite striker is currently playing. Is it Mbappe, Holland? Marcus Rashford, I would count as a striker. Victor Boniface. There you go. I, you go all over. <clears throat> but let us know. Rui Diaz. I, you can go anywhere. Let us know on our TikTok, Instagram, face. let us know on our Facebook group. I'd like to get yeah. a little bit more. Let's get a discussion going. Yeah, let's That'd get a discussion fun. going. Who's your favorite striker playing on the on our Facebook group? At Ruse and Banter FC. Don't forget to check out the Red Bubble for the merch. Some Show showing merch, them stickers man. again, man.
0: <laughs> I mean, I don't have my laptop on me, but I mean, this one, this guy's pretty cool. There you Just go. Saying.
1: Good old R9. Ronaldo sticker. But on that mo- note, it brings us to the end of this episode, man. Yeah, man. It's been fun. Flew by. Till next time. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers.